Deep in the heart of Appalachia, guys set on a quest to create the greatest podcast. Uh, sorry, dude. I thought we agreed on the correct pronunciation of Appalachia. No, dude. We, we've talked about this. We've talked about this over and over and over. It's, it's pronounced Appalachia. Listen, freaking angels and the women got together. That's how we got Bigfoot. That's how we got vampires. That's why we got all of this stuff. These ancient Appalachian mountains that are literally older than bones. There's old entities here. You start finding out more about them, they start finding out more about you. Good Lord, sir. (laughs) This goose has gone rabbit. You think you're just going to run up with your little sword on the king of the goose squad? Listen, the old entities of Middle Appalachia are unexplainable. Mm. They are eerie. Breach. And they are one of these things that will keep us, the hill folks, and the people who live in the area constantly searching for answers. Mm that they probably will never, ever find. And this is why we love Appalachian Intelligence. Hey there, Hill Folk, and welcome back to another episode of Appalachian Intelligence. We're extremely, extremely thankful that y'all could join us again for another edition of AI. We're thankful just like we always are. We just, we stay thankful for all you Hill Folk. Just so thankful all the time. So, so, I'm so thankful. So, just thankful. 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 Just thankful. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. With you tonight. On a serious note, too, we don't understand why you listen to us. No, we don't. The show sucks. We've said it before. The show sucks. We know it does. But you guys keep hanging around and we're thankful for that, too. I don't think it's. I don't think it sucks. I mean, I like listening to you and Ryan and the guests. But well, that's true. I enjoy having guests on, but it's just us. It's never good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that one. Anyway, <laughs> with you tonight, uh, we don't have any guests this week. Uh, again, as most of you know, as we've talked about on here over and over and over on a weekly basis. We are crazy, crazy busy right now. Crazy busy. And it's just me and Lance with y'all tonight. We don't even have we don't even You're have welcome. our boy. We don't even have our boy Ryan here. Yeah, absolutely. You're well. not. <laughs> we don't even have our boy Ryan with us tonight. And uh well, I'll I'll tell you why. I'm just gonna be one hundred percent honest with you here. The AI boys are, uh, well, breaking up is hard to do. We're definitely not breaking up. Just kidding. Definitely Just kidding. not breaking up. That scared y'all, though. That scared you. <laughs> y'all were scared to death right there. Like, no, no, not Ryan. Anybody but Ryan. Take the ginger. <laughs> Ryan, uh, him and his family have just recently in the last few days loaded up a U-Haul and moved down in the proximity of Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, Ryan has taken a job there. It's a job that he, he used to have 
Uh, I'm, I'm not exactly at liberty to say ex- the specifics of where that job is because it will be working for parts and a, and a branch of the federal government. And the they reason, the they reasoning, well, they think they got him. <laughs> think they got him. The sleeper cell force is really what he's doing. We sent a mole. We've got a mole <laughs> on the inside now. The AI boys are infiltrating the federal government as we speak. As we speak right now. So, y'all just get ready for these declassified documents that are getting ready to start coming out here. And hopefully this doesn't get Ryan fired. I hope nobody at his new job listens to this show and hears everything that I'm saying right now. He has said over the last year and a half, for that much, for that matter. <laughs> yeah, really. But on a serious note, he has taken a job where he has to have like some actual clearances that he can't talk about. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Which really sucks for us. <laughs> yes. And he's very tight lipped. We've tried to pull the information out of him. He will not. We'll get it out of him eventually. Oh, yeah. Getting the right, right milligram of gummy and. We'll get him out of it. We'll get it out Some of it. Water down Hilliski. We'll get it out of him. Yeah. But no, that's it's kind of a you know, we're excited for him and his family. Uh, we're excited for their new start and, and their new adventure and everything. Um, it sucked for me so far because a lot of the crazy that I have to get out while I'm at work, you know, Ryan was that outlet. I could just look over across the planer at him and be like, oh, dude, look, I just thought about this. And then I'll just unload 15 minutes of crazy on him and he would vet it and see if it was, you know, worth talking about or, or to let go or whatever. Uh, and now I just start talking this stuff to some guys that look at me like I'm really, really insane. Actually crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm actually crazy, not just Justin crazy, but like certifiable. Like, hey, man, you guys shut up. I'm, I'm not. Ta- we're not talking about this. So that part sucked. Uh, you know, I still got Lance pretty close, but still far enough away that it's a, a phone call. And it's really hard to make a phone call in the middle of all that machinery running in the middle of the day. And by the time yep. the day's said and done, I forgot what I went crazy about. So I don't know. Anyway, Lance, I'm glad you're here tonight. I'm glad we're doing I'm- Glad you're here, Justin. And I'm glad that we are also doing this. <laughs> Thanks, man. Makes me so happy. We just <laughs> <laughs> all right. So y'all know how we usually do it. When we uh get love, we like to show a little love back out. And we're really far behind in five star reviews and reading them, which is a great problem to have. Good problem to have, absolutely. So tonight we're going to read a few of these. We're going to try to read a few each week to get caught to get caught back up. So our first five star review this week comes from the Great Shovel. It says Rad five stars. Holocaust sent me here, and you boys don't disappoint. Great stuff. So Great Shovel, we appreciate that five star review tremendously the next one comes from finding brook 
It says, love it. Five stars. Hey, dudes, fellow Virginian here. I'm from the eastern part of the state, though. I'm so glad Tony let y'all on his podcast. I've been enjoying y'all for weeks. Very smart and well-thought-out podcast. These dudes have done their research. I seriously have no criticism. Y'all are going to go places. So, Finding Brooke, we appreciate you so much for that. We appreciate the kind words. Uh, I'm glad there's some people out there that, that think we're going places that, uh, that boosts my ego and self-esteem quite a bit. So thank you for that. Uh, this next one come, comes from CH5110. It says, these guys are great. Five stars. I first heard you guys on the Confessionals podcast. I listened and liked what I heard. I like how you have a wide assortment of content and also put your own spin and humor to it. Keep up the great work, guys. We will keep up the great work, CH5110, and we appreciate that five-star review. This next one comes from Jill D, and I think this is a shot at Ryan and, uh, and our old buddy Bean telling him that he sounds like a fat guy. This one says lean, but five stars. I sound morbidly obese too. <laughs> so, so you get the honor, the rent, win the reward for funniest five star review of the day, GLD. Because uh, when you hit us with a review that just says, I sound morbidly obese too. We know that that's a shot at Ryan, and any shot at Ryan is a good thing. Bean, we are forever grateful for you telling Ryan he sounds like a fat guy. <laughs> forever grateful. So for those five-star reviews, we thank all you Hill folk for that. It's huge for us to, to be able to get those. You know, it it fixes the algorithm in our favor in a day and age where the algorithm is not really fixing our favor in, in most cases and instances. So we really, really appreciate that. We really do. So as y'all know, um, we open up in the intro tells you everywhere you can follow us, but you can also come over and check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Appalachian underscore intelligence. If you feel led to do that, Check out some cool stuff over there, some extra content, some bonus stuff. Um, you know, a certain tier, we do a monthly powwow over there to where we just send out a mass invite and bring everybody in and have a good conversation. We have that coming up here again in a few days. Uh, it'll probably be that actually the day of when this episode drops. So for all you uh, sibling kinfolk out there, whenever you're listening to this, we look forward to talking to you tonight. It's gonna Absolutely. be a, it's gonna be a hoot nanny. <laughs> but no, we're excited. We're excited about a lot. You can check us out over there. Come jump over in the Discord. The Discord is fire, man. There is constantly like most of the time when I look at the Discord and check out what's going on in there, I'm so far behind that I don't even attempt to jump in and try to play catch up. I just let it go. No, I just let it ride. Just let it roll. <laughs> insert when i can insert myself into conversations or something i was like oh, I don't. usually i have seen something and then 
it's so much stuff has happened that I can't even get a chance to go back and say what I was going to say to start with. Yeah. Yeah. Which is awesome. We love that. That's, that's not a problem. That's a great thing that's happening. Yeah. That's awesome, man. To be able to see this whole community of people. I mean, it's everything from like spooky stories to UFOs, to recipes, to what we're eating tonight, to top whiskey brands, to, I mean, anything you can possibly think of books that people are reading, um, anything you can possibly think of, it's it's probably popping off over there in the Discord. So come join, come hang out, come get into that family, be member over and, and be a member of that with us too, and just enjoy the good time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It is a blast, man. It's a blast. Like it's it's crazy the amount of people that are out there, like putting in the research, putting in the work, you know, and like getting up with us about it, you know, not even just the discord. Um, you know, there's a lady from over around Harlan County right now. She's seeing us, uh, uh, some videos of like these, these caves and the mountains and stuff around there and these deposits of quartz. And like, she's seeing us pin drops to these locations and talked about, you know, like lodging, if we wanted to come check it out. And like, there's so many people out there that are just so willing to go, do the research, you know, put in the work, go boots on the ground, and then just send it to us like, hey, guys, you know, if y'all ever want to, come check this place out. And we want to. It's just a matter of. And we will at some point. Don't know when that point will be. but Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But we do. I mean, we we appreciate all y'all out there, that all, all of you that feel invested enough into what we're doing the work that we're putting in and the conversations that we're having to want to jump in and be a part of this community and share these things with us. You know, we appreciate that a ton because I never would have dreamed in a million years that anybody out there would be driving around alone on a mountaintop around a bunch of scary looking caves in the middle of the night, just to send some videos our way and, and pin drop some locations to some cool caves. That's awesome. That's freaking awesome. So we appreciate it. We really do. That was it works the other day, Justin. Had a, a gentleman walk by me. And I know him, don't know his wife. So he comes in uh, to room 221 where all great things take place. <laughs> and <laughs> he stuck his head in. Uh, he was like, hey. Just let you know, still listen to the podcast. My wife and I love it. I was like, hey, it's awesome. Thanks for telling us that. You know, I'm glad you all enjoy it. I'm sorry that you listen to it, but uh, I'm glad that you are enjoying it. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife thinks the Nephilim built the pyramids. I said, yes. What? He was like, I don't know about all that stuff. He said, but my wife, she's convinced the Nephilim built the pyramids. I was like, hey. I don't know who your wife is, but I, I know her, but you know, don't know her super, super well. I was like, but I already like her better than I like you. <laughs> For sure. For sure. So it's getting out there. We appreciate you guys. Well, and that's the thing, dude. Like, you know, there's there's so many weird topics out there to talk about. There's so many awesome guests that we could bring on. And and I enjoy that. I love hearing and getting the chance and the opportunity to 
bring these guests on and speak to, to people that have put in the time and the work into, into their craft. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you've, you've got people out there like L.A. Marzulli and Gary Wayne and, and all these people that, you know, take look at the whole Genesis 6 thing with a, and the Nephilim and all that stuff, you know, with a fine tooth comb. Like they've done so much research. It's insane. You've got all these authors. You've got all these other podcasters and content creators and all of these people out there. And I love speaking to them because I learn something every single time. Absolutely. But it's just like that example that you gave right there is what really, really, you know, just we're not scheduling anything. It's just shoot, it's off the cuff. Your every day, your day to day, just in passing, somebody comes up and they're like, they, they throw out this theory or they throw out this, you know, something and it strikes up this conversation just in the middle of and, and what if you're like me and I, I mean, you are, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be here. <laughs> you find yourself like in a crowd of people talking about frigging Nephilim and you get excited about it. So you start getting loud and then you got everybody else looking around at you like, what is going on? What are these people talking about? Yep. They're nuts. These people are crazy. I love it, dude. I'll give you an ex- I'll, I'll give you a little example, kind of like you know what you just gave there. So, you know Mike Owens. Shout Spoke out to him Thursday. Actually, shout out. He came by and shout grabbed hold of me and threw his arm around me. He's like, I love the freaking podcast. Shout out, Mike Owens. We're gonna shout you out right here, right now, buddy. Uh, he came up to me. Well, I ran. We I don't, I don't remember. I might have went up to him, but we were at a baseball game right before one of Connor's soccer games up at the ball fields, and it was right after. It was the week of um that episode with Glenn dropped on Tony's show, the Virginia Mountain Dracula. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> So that episode had dropped that week and you know how pumped I got for that. How pumped you got for that. I mean, all of us, we were, we were pumped. And then I had a conversation with Tony. Tony was pumped. Like, I think there's big things that are going to be coming from little old Hayside eventually before long. But anyway, I ran into Mike. And that was the first words out of his mouth. He was like, dude, did you listen to Tony's newest show? I was like, Mike, what do you freaking think, man? What do, you, what do you think? He was like, dude, the guy's giving that account from Hayside, from our hometown. Like, that's where he's talking about this. Where do you think he's talking about? So here me and Mike are in the middle of this whole crowd of people in the rain. It's like 30 degrees. We're freaking freezing to death. And we're talking about this dude's account. At a, at a cemetery somewhere in Hayside and how we're going to go out and try to find it by these context clues and all these different things that he's saying. We're trying to pinpoint down where he's talking about. But just that conversation, you know, talking to Mike, me giving him my theories of what's going on there, him giving me theories. And then eventually when we leave, he's like, hey, man, I know a dude that uh, had a face-to-face Sasquatch encounter in the county happened on Smith Ridge and uh 
I'll send you his contact info. So he did. He sent me the dude's contact info, and we're going to get him on the show so he can Absolutely. talk about his face-to-face Bigfoot encounters. He told, me that same, he, he told me that same thing when I saw him. Um, and just for the local listener, this will probably mean a little more than the people who aren't local. Um, but we came to the conclusion that it has to be somewhere on Lick Creek. That was kind of just from what us tossing around where we thought he would be in. It kind of felt like it was the Lick Creek area of Hayside. So, again, outside of people who know where Hayside's at, not, that's not going to mean anything. Um, but for those who are interested in that, that's kind of an idea of where we think that may have taken place, which is even crazier and even kind of wilder to think about. It's way wilder because y'all don't know this, but your old boy Justin grew up on a little bitty place called lit creek <laughs> yes sir brown left hand fork lit creek <laughs> yes sir <laughs> oh man but okay so for for those of you out there that don't know what we're talking about just give a, 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 a brief little rundown so you guys have let been me give the rundown there was a guy yeah you give named it. glenn from oakwood virginia which is about a town about 30 minutes east of us East, yes, east of us. They moved into Hayside when he was young. He and his sisters and family members, they were all under the age of 18 at the time, were up on a mountain looking for blackberries so that their mother could make some cobbler for them to eat. They got to the top of the mountain and found a cemetery. In the cemetery, he sees, first of all, before they get to the cemetery, he sees a snake that is as tall as he is that jumps up in the air and flies back down, up, up and down, um, kind of like a pogo stick. Not long after he sees the snake, he sees a glass coffin with Dracula. Yes, I said Dracula. The name Dracula is actually on the coffin. Not long after that, a man with a dog appears from black smoke out of nowhere and tells them that they're not going to be able to leave the mountain, essentially. He then talks him into leaving them, letting him leave the mountain. And as he is running down the mountain, every strip bench, um, when a strip bench is essentially a flat spot and you would go down a hill and a flat spot and you go down a hill and a flat spot. Um, every time he was running down to the next strip bench, that guy was appearing beside of him, making sure that he got all the way to the bottom. He promised him he'd never be back if he let him get down the hill. One of the craziest stories I've ever heard um, from our area. And we... Justin is trying to get some coordinates and some information about it so that we can go investigate this place as well. Um, and we have a whole host of theories of what we think could have happened and took place. And I think we'll probably get into that at some point on another episode. We have a little more information, um, but it is pretty crazy. It's nuts, that, dude. Was that a pretty good synopsis? That's a, that was a really good synopsis. But you know what? One of the details in that whole story that really chilled me. You remember the night that I was driving home from Monica's house on Lit Creek? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw the same dude in the road or on the side of the road yeah, and in the road right. three different times. Yeah. Same same guy. And then all my stuff started going on with the shadow gangsta and, and all that Ooh. stuff. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. It is. Here's, I have forgotten all about that. I mean, I remember that now, but I have forgotten all about that. Well, here's something a little more interesting. So I've put it out there a couple times. I'm only one chapter in because I can't find the time to 
to do the writing that I want to do. But, you know, I started writing this, what was going to be just like a, I don't even know what it's going to be, but I'm thinking it's going to be more like a novel by the time I'm done with it. But it's called The House at the Top of the Holler. And it's based loosely, very loosely, on where I grew up and how I grew up. So I ended the first chapter. Well, I have began the second chapter. So I ended the first chapter. And at the start, well, about the middle of the second chapter, this kid, Buck, uh, a major traumatic thing has happened at home. So he takes off to his his spot, you know, his spot in the woods that's on this rock overlooking this big rock that's overlooking, uh, you know, the, the creek, his holler, you know, all that. It's where he goes to think. It's where he goes to contemplate life, you know, all this different stuff. And while he's there, he's crying. He's, he's bawling his eyes out. He's really traumatized. And he had just spoke out all of these, all of these things, all of these negative things that are going on in his mind. And he's speaking it out. And. I'll say I'll, I'll say this guy, this guy shows up to talk to him and to offer his help in some of these areas. So it's really, really weird, dude. It's weird that in this guy's story, he's running away from this entity and he sees him popping up everywhere that he runs. I had the same kind of experience driving down the creek one night. And then he meets this entity in the woods who speaks to him, turns into some black smoke and jumps up into a tree or, or, you know, transports up into a tree. And in this writing that I'm doing, it's kind of similar to the same. And I haven't put that out there for anybody or, or anything. It's, it's, it's nothing but in my mind and on paper right now. So it's weird, dude. Like it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. It's all freaking weird. But y'all know our story. You know, the weird rock, the, the carvings we have here. You know how it's led us to this treasure hunt. And so that, I mean, that is weird enough in a really small town. That's enough weird mystery to try to follow. But when you throw in this guy's story and his account and how it kind of matches up with some other accounts that we've got, dude, backyard investigations are getting legit. Strange happenings in Hay City. Strange happenings. Yeah. My title of this episode, Strange Happenings in Hay City. <laughs> Nobody will get that though, but about four of us. It's all right. <laughs> it's okay. The strange happenings part will sell. But no, guys, it is. There's a lot of weird going on. And uh I know that we've been rambling here for a really long time and we haven't even got into our topic yet, which is, you know, sorry about it. Sorry about it. Par for the course for the AI guys. Especially when it's just me and Lance and we ain't got Ryan here to to reel us in at all. But so throughout the last couple weeks, speaking of strange happenings, not in Hay City, 
but the central Appalachian area. I started looking into a bunch of different accounts and encounters of, we'll say haunted places, I guess, that are around our area. And dude, okay. I found some really, really cool stuff. So I'm going to start off. I found I found one article or one, I guess, blog from years back where this dude has literally went through and mentioned. Hold on. I'll just go ahead and pull it up and just tell you all the places. Um, the old Wise County Orphanage. We've talked about that one a few times. That's literally five minutes from my house. Yeah. And we plan on doing a full episode on that one day. But to do that, we have to have a couple ladies that are really, really reserved come on and talk about it. One of those being my wife. Yes. One of those. She has a wealth of knowledge when it comes to the orphanage. And we're throwing this out there, too. We'll go ahead and throw this out there to put a little pressure on them. We got people in the Discord that are asking for the AI guys' wives. Okay. They want an AI wives show, and they want it now. Listen, I haven't ever if I could ever get her on the camera. I know, dude. Her, I know. She has some stuff to tell. I know. We've got to talk her into it. We've got to work on her. We've got to get them on here. With Haley, with, with, with Haley and with this lady that Monica works with their stories. I mean, I've heard a little bit about both of them, but to be able to talk to both of them and get their stories like in real time, that's got, we got to make that happen. Haley would drive when she was younger, uh, her mom and dad divorced. So she obviously spent time both places. One of the things that she would make her dad do every week is drive her by the orphanage. And they would just sit and look at it for a while. That's I married a crazy person, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, she did too. So that's it. She absolutely. It's all right. Absolutely, she did. Both of y'all married crazy people. <laughs> but she has she she has she's a wealth of knowledge. I can like I can begin to rattle off a couple of things she's told me, uh, things I've heard just being over here in the area. But she she has like when it was Bill, like who, when this happened, when that happened, so on and so forth. So yeah, but it's supposedly. Well, I will say this: it's still standing. It's dilapidated, obviously, and it's starting to fall because of its age. They tried several times to go in to the orphanage and to tear it down because people were going ghost hunting in there, going in there for a spook or going in there when they shouldn't be in there. Um, it's on private property anyways, and people are getting up there, destroying stuff and graffiti, everything you would think could possibly happen to an old haunted orphanage. It was becoming a, a hazard as well because some of the flooring stuff was falling through. So the town, the county, I guess technically it's not within town limits. The county was going to went in to, to destroy it, to take it, tear it down. And every time they got in there, ain't nothing worked. Batteries would go dead on power tools. Uh, generators would just die. Full of gas wouldn't turn on. Full fuel would not turn on. Um, the tools would go missing. Um, saws would be like you know, reciprocating saws or search for saws would be in the middle of cutting something and just completely burn out. Like nothing would work. Trucks would die. Uh, dump trucks would die. Wouldn't turn back on. Had a 
uh, tow them out of there, like all kinds of different things would just, would just never work. So they just gave up and now they're just gonna let it fall down. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. We've got to get, we've got to get that orphanage episode out there. We've got to get it going. Uh, the next one he's got on here is the June Tolliver house. Uh-huh. That's in big stone. That's in big stone. I think that we didn't, I, when no. we did our Halloween, we, we, I didn't do the June Tolliver house. Did I? We talked about the next one, Miss Annie's house. Yeah. That's a good one. Also in big stone gap. Yeah. The John Fox Jr. house. Yeah. There's some in, creepy stuff in, in Big Stone Gap. Yeah. There's some creepy stuff in Big Stone. Tar Road in Big Stone Gap. We're just going to have to take a whole weekend yeah, over there's, Big Stone can, Gap. You, like I, somebody down there, the Big Stone Gap tours. I'm putting this out there. I'm going to put it out there. If there's anybody in Big Stone that listens to the show, maybe there's not. I don't know. But there is money to be made from September to November. Doing a ghost tour in the town of Big Stone Gap. Oh, for sure. You, there is enough stuff there. There is enough story there, and it's easy enough to get around. Like you could load people up on a like a wagon, or load them up on a, a, a hayride or something, or put them on a bus and take them to these places. If you had somebody, maybe somebody like I don't know the Appalachian Intelligence Voice on yeah, the bus, yeah, like telling the stories and kind of going through some of this. There is money to be made there. People would come do that. Because there is, a, you go to Cracker's Neck, talk Bigfoot. Uh, there is a ton of, of haunted stuff there, just in the town. Um, one of the biggest, uh, one of the biggest uh, haunted areas around is the um, the the museum that's down there. Um, and there's all kinds of creepy stuff in that museum. And you talk about that museum. That's actually the next thing on the list. Yeah, Southwest I mean, Virginia there, Museum. Yes, like there's there, there's. I don't, we just want to file that thing. We'll file that away. Yeah. And that's legitimately something that could, that needs to happen because there's enough, there's enough stuff there to take a evening at. Oh yeah. For ab- sure. Absolutely. That we need to get over there, see these places. And just like you're talking, I mean, the place already, it's a Halloween town. Like, oh, listen, it is, it is a Halloween. It is what it is out of freaking movies. A Halloween. Haley and I said, every time we go down there, I said, this is what Michael Myers is walking up and down. Yeah. Um, and it looks like Haddonfield, exactly dude. It yes, looks just, just like, like Haddonfield. <laughs> like whenever you're walking from a football game there at Bullet Park and you're walking back to your vehicle wherever a mile away that you parked at because there's no flipping parking down there for a game. When you're walking back through, dude, that's the feeling that I get. Like I'm, mm, I'm walking, time. I'm walking through Haddonfield right now. Yeah, it's awesome. So to already like see that, you know, visually for that to be there, but then to hear all these stories and and all this stuff from the place, I mean, from the town itself. And you mentioned Cracker's Neck there, and we talked about you know that a little bit in our uh, Cumberland Gap Cave Monsters episode. Well, I got a I got a message from our boy Scooter that come on here, you know, months and months ago with some of his personal stories. He lives in Lee County. And the message started with and shout out Scooter. The message started with I can't believe you done a Lee County episode and didn't holler at me to come back on or at least get some some uh recommendation or advice from me. <laughs> I was like, sorry, man. He said, Well, 
y'all were talking about Cracker's Neck and how this original wood booger encounter and all this stuff come from that area. He said, that's the place that I was hunting. And I told you that I felt like I was being stalked and had that that's like awesome. not deer encounter that was in Cracker's Neck. That's awesome. So he also said one weekend that we're free to holler at him and he'll take us to all these places that we talked about because he's been to all of them and, and explored them and checked them all out and hunted there and hiked there and all that stuff. So we've got some, we got some real live boots on the ground stuff that we got to get to. Uh, the guy goes on to talk about Ramsey cemetery and Norton. Yeah. Listen, okay. Stop. <laughs> Full stop. Um, I have a guy, another guy that I, uh, that I worked with that loves ghost hunting and loves all those, all, all those things. He, I, I, I may still have them somewhere. I will find them and we will post them. He has EVPs. Is that correct? Is that when they get video or audios? Yeah. Yeah. That's audio. So he has EVPs where he would, he would go sit in the Ramsey cemetery at night and try to communicate with ghosts and spirits. I guess something that he would do. I, I thought it was, he told me, you're crazy. Don't do that. But that's something that he would do. He talks about a little girl that followed him home and sometimes would just randomly talk to him. And even to this day, he has her on, he captured her on audio saying, hello, Michael, because his name's Michael. Um, and has like has legitimately like sounds that he's captured that he has he sent that I, I I'll get those from him and we will have we will post those um, on our Instagram as soon as I can get those from him. But he talks about that place being incredibly haunted and he has a bunch of experiences. Um, that he would go there at night and try to capture stuff and he had some stuff following home um, and had. Like he's got like the receipts. He's got legitimate recordings of things talking and saying hi and telling him to go away and asking if he wants to play all kinds of just creepy stuff that I have heard. I can't believe I had never even thought about telling you this before getting him on the show. Um, but yeah, I have, I have that stuff. I we will get that out and get it posted. But the Ramsey cemetery in Norton is, is supposedly supposed to be incredibly haunted. And I have first or secondhand account of hearing some of the hauntings coming from that place. Dude, that's wild. That's wild. See, I'm so glad that I ran across this this blog and all these spots, dude. It's all the stuff I yeah, I've just been filed away, but never things to talk about. And just to throw credit out there, give credit where credit's due. Um this comes from um the guy goes by a by wicked. It's wicked. Uh, lowercase W-I-C, uppercase K-E-D. And let's see. the I can't find an exact date on this, but uh, the website is productions.blogspot.com. Um, and it, he goes on, he's, he's actually from big stone gap, Virginia. And it says, uh, my name is Ked and I'm one of the biggest fans of all things. Halloween, Halloween enthusiast, uh, looking to learn, share and celebrate all wicked things. You will find fact, fiction, reviews, rankings, humor, and horror in these pages. So, so evidently he just, 
goes in, into a lot of these different things. Uh, but he lives in Southwest Virginia, uh, writes a lot of blogs about a lot of these places, does some investigations in some of these places. Um, so anyway, I just, I stumbled across him on this page and we may need to get up with him, see if we can track yeah, him down right. and find him I'll, and, yeah, all right. yeah, and talk sure. to him. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, the next one is UVA wise Bowers and Sturgill Hall. Yeah. Um, this next one, I've got some personal family stories from comes from the baby's grave on graveyard Hill in Clinchco. Got some grew up there. Yeah. Not like, well, not technically, but did. So graveyard Hill was the hill directly behind the house. My father grew up in before the new road came through and they bought the house out toward now whatever company did. Um, there's baby grave up there and incredibly haunted area. And they say, so they say, um, and I'll, I don't have any personal stories of hauntings from graveyard Hill, but have seen some crazy things go down in the wintertime on graveyard Hill. Um, while we were, sledding down it and dodging traffic essentially <laughs> yes <laughs> to be young and dumb again <laughs> man i miss those days when you go sledding and dodging traffic and maybe even get hit by a car and you just get and up the old graveyard hill was trying to get to the creek if ah, i don't know why we tried to get to, like, you got to the creek you pretty much won but you're soaked and frozen you had to go home but like that was the goal was to try to get to the creek uh, it didn't make any sense yeah. but we tried it we did it yeah, and you were just perfectly fine the next day. Yeah. Today, absolutely. today I put together a basketball goal and not going to walk for a week and took the kids skating. Oof. And you know, you know, old dad had to lace up the, the skates, so he had to. <laughs> so uh, I'm already hurting. I'm hurting right Jeez. now as we speak. Anyway, back to the baby's grave. That was where, and I think that I may have told it. We've been we've been going at this point now that I can't remember the stories that I've told and, and what right. I haven't. But that's where my great uncle, who would walk that holler drunk most nights, that's where he saw that ball of that fiery ball of light that would move from the grave to that tree, climb the tree, go out on the branch, fall back into the road. And then repeat the process over and over and over. And right after that, on his way home, he picked up his pace quite a bit because it freaked him out. Sure. And he said that he heard and felt like something was pacing him the whole time in the woods right beside of him. Like he would go and he could hear the footsteps going in the woods beside him. He would stop. It would stop. So he has this weird fiery ball of light and then a, a pacing encounter from that same area. Hmm. Um, but you know, I've talked to a lot of people and heard a lot of stories about, you know, people saying that, uh, if you stay around close there, you know, some nights, especially, you know, the old, the old tales, especially on a full moon this time of year, you know, yada, yada, you can hear a baby crying. Um, sometimes you can see the apparition of a, of a toddler around that way. So there's a lot of weird a lot of weirds. I don't like it. Uh, 
The next one is Cora, the elevator ghost. It comes from St. Mary's Hospital in Norton. Uh, okay, so <laughs> we just we should have done this a long time ago. So my mother-in-law worked at St. Mary's for they just recently closed it. So she's probably almost forty years, thirty-five years, um, and would not get on the elevator by herself. Would not really. No. Nope. Would not, and that's because of all of this shiz sh- that went down when people were on the elevator by themselves. Huh. Yep. I mean, like, as of last year, while it was still open, it's closed now. Yeah. Um, she would not. Nope. Not going on the elevator by herself. And, and most people would not. Well, according to this, it says people have reported seeing the ghost of a woman with brown, neat hair. No backstory on how Cora died, but she is often seen on and around the elevator near the nursery. That's wild, dude. That's wild. And, you know, the St. Mary's Hospital. Now, for those of you who know the history of St. Mary's, don't, like, crucify me for not getting everything right here. But there used to be a nun, not a nunnery. Where where do nuns stay? Not a monastery. I, I can't think of the word. It's not a coven. That's witches. <laughs> uh, it's a Jesus what coven. What is it? <laughs> What'd you say? It's a Jesus coven. <laughs> Jesus coven. What is it called? That's, the gran- that's as granny witch as you can is it, get. That's not an abbey. I don't know. Maybe it is a nunnery. Look it up real quick while I'm telling the story. Anyways, there used to be nuns that's why dad yeah. named you joe dirt and said none of maker that's that's the nuns the catholic church and the nuns started saint mary's hospital obviously hence the name saint mary's and there were nuns that lived in whatever places that nuns live a convent convent yes or or Nun monastery Coven. or a monastery i was a monastery with monks anyways that were there and they were there for probably up till I don't know the exact time frame. I want to say early 2000s. Okay. Again, don't quote me on the exact dates here. Um, but usually, if you look through the annals of history, anytime there are a convent and there is medical facilities attached, there's usually a ton of poltergeist haunted activity. I.e. the same thing happening here at St. Mary's. Huh. So you think about the old hospital in Huntington, West Virginia, right? Yes. Uh, Williamson. Williamson. Sorry, yeah, Williamson. Um, I'm almost positive there was a, the people, the, the nurses who worked that when it first got started were all nuns, and there was a convent that was very close to that. Um that kind of supplied the workers for that. Um, and we know that there's a great amount of paranormal activity that takes place around that. Um, and I think that is, if you, if you go and look, most haunted hospitals, asylums, um, anything like that, there's usually a tie 
somehow in some way. I'm not saying that now. I am not saying that the Catholic Church causes ghosts to show up. That is, don't don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. I am just simply stating that there are legitimate evidences that say that there is a connection that can be made to paranormal activity in medical facilities when there is a coven, no convent of nuns or monks or whatever that that are in a vicinity that may work it or maybe started it well i have a theory on that as well as to why so many paranormal encounters poltergeist activity shadow apparitions uh demonic oppression sometimes possession i have a theory on why this happens around because and here's my theory. Here's my theory. If you have people literally working and serving God in whatever they're doing on a 24-hour basis, you know, day in, mm-hmm. day out, what they're doing, they are doing and openly doing in the means to glorify God. Well, then evil's going to come against that pretty quick and pretty hard, right? They're going to mess with the lives of those people. They are going to uh, jump in and try to mess with the the people that those people are trying to help. And I think ultimately, when all when everything is said and done, some of these entities and these dark forces and all that stuff, they just decide to stick around. I have a theory as well that will probably not make followers of the catholic church happy so we're going to move on (laughs) okay moving on the next one on the list is lover's leap in the natural tunnel state park in duffield virginia yeah i cannot cannot believe that we talked about lee county and uh cumberland gap and i didn't mention natural tunnel state park because that place, dude, that place is creepy. It's super creepy. Number one, this natural tunnel itself is crazy creepy. When you're looking at at, at that, you look around at these high wall cliffs all around you that are hundreds of feet high, like hundreds of feet. They have all of these different Sasquatch encounters around that area, so much so that. They have a uh, campground that's in the state, in the park there, right down the road. That's called like Squatchy Adventures Camping or something like that. So you've got a bunch of places there that are named something to do with, with Squatch or with Bigfoot or with whatever. There's so many accounts that come from there. Uh, and, and I think, I think pretty much everywhere colloquial, colloquially, it's a hard word to say colloquially. I'm impressed. Uh, I think colonial. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think everywhere kind of has the lover's leap folklore. You know what I mean? Yeah, we like, have one of those in Hayside. Yeah. Yeah. We have that's a pretty common. That's like the hero's journey and the story. You know, it's pretty much a pretty common thing. Same story written a hundred ways. Yeah. And I mean, it, it, you see it everywhere, everywhere from, all of these native tales to Romeo and Juliet, you know, it's always a man from this tribe or this class 
falls in love with a woman from this tribe or this class, but they can't be together. So they just take their own lives. Can't makes no sense to me. Does it? (laughs) So they just jump to their death. Let's let's do it. We just can't stand it. Yeah. So let's just die together. Let's do it. Not literally. We're not dying together, Lance. Not not tonight. Not tonight. Maybe. Not we we might, but not tonight. It's not gonna be tonight. Okay. No, it's not happening. But anyway, this goes on. It, it talks about a um, a member of the Shawnee tribe and a member of the Cherokee tribe that were, you know, at war against each other, fighting for land and territory and all that stuff. You know, same old story. They fall in love. They fall to their death right there. This cliff that we're talking about that's right up above the tunnel and their spirits are said to uh, still mingle around that area. Classic story. The next one is one of my favorites. The wood booger of high knob. Everybody knows about our, our old buddy, the big guy that hangs out up there on high knob. They got a statue for him. They got a restaurant in town that I'm trying to get sponsor the show and they won't contact me back. So wood booger grill. If you're hearing this, we still, I mean, we talk about you enough. Your food is excellent. Just sponsors, okay? So we can get paid to talk about you instead of doing it for free like we <laughs> have been for months. And that story we had on, I don't know when that's been now. It's been a couple of weeks ago. Um, of the first wood booger, essentially, in the area, um, has become one of my favorite Bigfoot stories, period. Oh yeah, for sure. Mine yeah, too. Not, I mean, partly because it's local, and you know, it's it's to us, it's a big deal because it's our local, you know, kind of the beginning of it. But just the whole the account um, and how it kind of checks every box of a Bigfoot encounter from the 1700s that passed up it has been passed down now for 350 years. Yeah, and it's still just checking all the boxes, even you know, so that tells me that. These encounters, you know, that people have, there has to be some weight to them because so many of them are similar. Yeah, for sure. Well, and, and you hear accounts, you hear people, you know, talk, and they didn't necessarily call, you know, the Bigfoot name didn't come around <laughs> until like the 60s, I think. Yeah. You know, Sasquatch, certain native tribes called them Sasquatch. But there's so many of these, you know, of our ancestors you know our grandparents and great-grandparents and great-great-grandparents that talked about these wild men or these hairy men or these wood boogers or these just boogers you know like there's all these different names for them and all these ways that people describe them but when it comes down to it and and a description is given they're all similar it's all the same it's always the same it's always bigfoot and that's why i think that's that's why i continue and again, this will change. And we've talked about this. This is why that at this point, I have a, I, I am a believer in a physical uh, Bigfoot, not an interdimensional portal jumping Bigfoot. Boo. <laughs> What's the next one? Well, the next one, this, this one's, I don't know if you know anything about this one, but I'm going to read a little bit of the description because out of everything on here, this creeps me out more than anything. I'm getting chills and I haven't even read it yet. I got, go. I got goosebumps All right, here right we now. go. Here we go. And this is also along our stop 
one big stone gaff weekend. Okay. I actually got the book. I actually got the book, Big Stone Gap, right here. That's I pretty cool. coming behind you. God, I thought, what What did you say? I thought you turned around. I thought something was coming up behind you. Oh, I thought you, you said you... something <laughs> is coming up behind you, dude. I about started Judy and everything in here. <laughs> the way you snapped around, I thought, oh, no, something's in the dude, room. Dude, I almost Judy chopped this bookshelf in half <laughs> behind me. <laughs> Holy crap, man! You can't do stuff like that. Um, so I oh thought I said I thought something was just the way you reacted. <laughs> Good lord! I'm not even I can be able to see sleep the legitimate terror in your eyes though when I said. <laughs> no, I apologize. That was I said, not my intentions. I said I have the book Big Stone Gap right behind me, right there. I got you. Don't pull the whole bookshelf over, please. <laughs> that was actually to the top of the toilet. <laughs> that was actually your copy. No, the toilet's over here. The bookshelf's over here. That's actually your copy of In the Land of Catawampus that just fell down in the floor. Uh, speaking, yeah. Yes, okay. That I, that I still got to get to you. Anyway, holy crap. Now that my parts are Tell me the account. Tell me the account. Good God. God. Oh, can't do that, dude. Oh, Cannot do that. I could have swore you said something's coming up behind <laughs> you. <laughs> oh uh, well, I'm God. wondering why you were looking so terrified for it. I was, I was just trying to point out a book, I and mean, then all of a sudden, <laughs> I thought I was getting ready to get rear naked choked by. Oh man, uh, the wood booger. Okay, so the next one is Williams Holler Road in Big Stone Gap, Virginia. Does that ring a bell? I know the road, yes. You do know the road? Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I have heard that before, yes. Okay. Uh, It says, this creeps me out for some reason. It says, the ghost of a small child can be seen as it walks backwards out of the holler. The ghost, yeah. I don't, I don't know, dude. I, the ghost seems to be concerned that something is following it down the road. Many reports of people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. Many reports of people feeling watched as they park along the road. So here's my question. Shoot. Here's Shoot. my question. Here's my question. Stop shivering. Cause you're giving me more goosebumps every time you yeah. shiver. What is scary enough to scare a ghost? A ghost? Okay, number one. Here, and here's here here's before you go on. I don't believe in ghosts, right? right? Yeah. yeah. So anything that reveals itself as as a ghost in in my mind in in my thinking, it's not a ghost. It's a representation of a demon. It's, it's yeah. pro- projecting that or doing or, or causing us to see that or whatever. So what's scaring the demon? Right. That's well, either way, like, e- either way, either way, whether you look at it as. OK, this is the, the spirit of a deceased person or this is. You know, a, a projection of or from a demonic entity. Or this is a demon itself. You know, no matter how you look at it, 
What's what's scarier than that? What is scaring the thing that scares <laughs> everybody living? I don't know, brother. Number one, that's a super, in a number one, it's a super creepy detail that the ghost yes. of this kid is walking backwards out of the holler. Yes. Walking that's, backwards. That's, I don't like it. Like, literally, it reminds me of you go out in the woods hunting. And you come up on a bear or a big cat. Well, the last thing you're going to do is turn your back on it. Yeah. You're going to watch it. You're going to watch it as you're slowly retreating. Yes. Which tells me that this. Something scaring the demon. That's. Ugh. I don't I, like it. I'm not going to go outside. Actually, this says uh, there's only a couple more on here, Just but it stop. says Just the full story on this spot can be found here. So I'm going to click don't, this. Yep. Don't. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. Because you've this, now this demon's going to haunt you. It was all up, don't say that because that's the first thing that comes up, that picture. <laughs> God, shut up, dude. Okay. Our tale takes place during the late 1930s to early 1940s. Unfortunately, most of the facts of this story have faded with time. I can't be sure of exact dates or names, but only the heart of the legend itself. There was a family that had lived back on Williams Holler for many years. They were reclusive people that did not get out and around the other township often. This was due mostly in part to the couple's only son. He was reported to be monstrous in both his looks and his actions. The young boy was somehow hideously deformed and most likely shunned and shamed by his own family. Living way back in the holler gave them some protection from outside ridicule. The town of Big Stone Gap, known for its iron and coal mining, and as such attracted many job seekers from the north. One such family had relocated to this area for just such a reason. This new family consisted of a hardworking father who had ties to the railroad, a loving mother, and their beautiful daughter of age six. They purchased a plot of land at the far end of Williams Holler and started their new life. As it was, the monster boy was intrigued by this new family who set up housekeeping in his neck of the woods, especially the young daughter. He was fascinated and confused by his new family, by this new family. Their actions, laughter, and love made him both eager to learn more and angry that he had never had such a life. The more he watched this family from the darkness of the surrounding woods, the more he longed to be involved. On one such occasion, he found the little girl playing alone and approached her. She was frightened by his hideous appearance and screamed for her father. He ran the monster boy off with a few firm lashes from a hedge switch this, of course, did not sit well with a mentally unstable boy. The monster boy kept watching the family and the little girl from the safety of the forest as his anger grew. One day, he found the little girl walking alone down Williams Hollow Road. She may have been headed into know anymore. Well, you're going. I'm. I'm we're too far in it now. <laughs> Just shut up and listen. She may have been headed into town to the general store near Cadet, or just down to the river to play. The only thing to be certain of was she was alone and being followed by one very confused creature. The family never saw their daughter again. Her bloody clothes were located by the river at the end of the road, where apparently the backwards boy had beaten and then drowned the poor child. As the story goes, the father of the little girl went into a rage, 
located the monster boy and beat him to death in the woods where he found him. That would be the end of a very tragic tale if it were not for the multiple sightings of ghosts on the road this very day. Williams Holler Road is a popular parking spot for teenagers looking to escape the watchful eyes of parents. Many have reported feeling something watching them from the trees. <clears throat> Others have even seen a small childlike apparition walking down the holler backwards. The small ghost seems to almost be walking backwards as if the spirit feels the presence of something watching and following it down the road. This leads many people to believe that the spirit of the slain child is forever being stalked to the river by the cruel ghost of the deformed boy who killed her. Perhaps the feeling of being watched is the ghost of the monster boy looking into the cars with envy and a little anger at the normal people who invade his home. I don't like this. I'm officially freaked out. Is that not creepy? I'm done like that. I have to walk outside here in a little bit. I'm not going to be able to. Okay, this came from an email from a local resident, Sarah Chandler. So, Sarah, if you're listening, this is already out there on the Internet, so we're just going to share it right here on Appalachian Intelligence. Uh, it says, my friend's sister's boyfriend. My friend's okay. sister's boyfriend. Okay. Wise County at. Yeah. Walked in on us telling ghost stories one night and said, why tell stories when you can see the real thing? Sheesh. So we all loaded up in the car and headed to Williams Holler Road. He drove us all the way up to the dark. He drove us all the way up the dark road until it ended and then turned around. About a quarter of the way down, he stopped and said to wait a few and looked up the embankment. We waited about 15 minutes and you could see this thing walking down the embankment. The closer it got, the more it looked like a child. The child looked in the opposite direction the whole way down until it got beside the car. As soon as it did, it looked over at us. I was so scared that I just kept hitting the car seat and screaming, go, go, go. A few weeks later, I was telling a close friend of mine this story. He said that his dad told him that when he was younger, he would go there parking and felt as if someone was watching him the whole time. This is it. This is the one right here. Episode 60, whatever. Officially freaked out. I haven't been there yet. This one got this. This is the one. So, according to this legend. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight, Justin. According to this legend. There was this horrendous tragedy that took place from this deformed boy who was spotted, slotted by this loving family that moved in. And in total straight up creeper mode stalked this family from the woods until eventually he catches up with the little girl that slighted him, murders her. And then in a fit of rage, the girl's dad murders the little monster boy, which is like, I, I, that's fine. Like, okay, I can handle that. It's not a good story. We don't like that. It happened. But I'm okay with the story. What I'm not okay with is the little demon boy or whatever it is walking down the road backwards because something's and like people are seeing it and haven't seen it for years. 
Oh yeah, there's been multiple counts, or else it wouldn't be a legend. And then so you have take, recent. Just, I'm not going. So I'm not. I will not go do this. We're going, dude. You just put out there what what kind of money making possibility this grown, is for people man, in the town of Big Stone Gap. Say no. I'm saying no. Lance, how many times have you tried to tell me no and put your foot down? How many times? <laughs> I mean, I really wanted to, but probably more than. All right, you got a point. How many times you've got a point? Have you eventually been persuaded into doing whatever you put your foot? Only because deep down I really wanted to, anyways. Yeah, (laughs) so I tell myself, anyways. You keep telling yourself that, and I'll keep telling myself it's because I'm a very, very persuasive person. I just don't want you to do bad things by yourself. Well, I appreciate that part. I really, this really is do. creepy, Jay. Like I'm, like I'm, like I'm not just like kidding you. Like, Dude, I'm you know how many freaked out? Do you know how many spots in Big Stone Gap we got to go hit? Yes. And dude, you're there. Like it's literally the town. I was there right next door. It's right next Thursday. door to you. Yes, I was there Thursday. All night. Oh man, we've got so many places. There's money. There's money to be made right there. Yeah. There's money to be made. And listen here, listen. Ten listen. bucks ahead, haunted tours, big stone gap. After you're done, go eat at Kirkland's or go eat at one of the great places down there that they have. And hang out with the AI boys for a night. Hang out with the AI boys for a night. Just something we wouldn't have the market at something there. Write that in down. Yeah. We're pushing that. We're pushing that. And we'll be going to uh I didn't even mention the train crossing in Big Stone. That's another one. How many places in Big which which this dude is the from Big Stone Gap? Yeah. So what's that? That'd be up on the East. That'd be up on the East. If that's an East Stone. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight places in Big Stone Gap. And Big Stone ain't big enough. I mean, you're, you're, you're talking about a town that is not very big. Well, no, I mean, we already said it's like a Halloween town. I mean, it's it's literally, of course, now it's like, you know, you have the town, town limits, and then you have all these hills and hollers and ridges. But like where all this, but like it sits, like the town of where these places are. They're all in town. Yes. Yeah. Ugh. Oh my gosh, dude! This next one—I I can't. I don't think I can. I don't think I can do anything else. <laughs> the House of the Floating Casket in Appalachia. Okay, I'm in on this one. This is on Main not, Street. This is not a bad myth trip. Go ahead. Numerous reports. Numerous reports of seeing a small child's casket floating through the house, often visible through the windows. People have reported seeing this particular event as far back as the late 60s. I know a couple guys that grew up in Appalachia. Next time I see them, I'll ask. That's weird, dude. Yeah. Like, it's not in cra- like it's not crazy scary. Or it's just anything. weird, yeah. That's it's just, just gen- generally weird. That's weird. Like, to me, that sounds like, you know, people talk about these residual hauntings or whatever. Like, where something just keeps happening on a loop. And I also have theories about that as well. We won't get into all my theories tonight. 
But it sounds like, you know, back in the day, most funerals were had in the homes. Yeah. Like you would just bring in all the family, you know, the relatives, all these people, and you would have the funeral. So you would actually have like open caskets and people. That's yep. why when people stayed overnight with with the bodies and stuff, it wasn't a weird thing because it was in the home sitting with, sitting with the body. Yeah, no, yeah, it was not. Yeah, people sat people sat with the dead. You know that was that's a big Appalachian thing. People sat with the dead overnight. You know sometimes for two or three days, and they would pray over the dead and you know do all these different kind of kind of ritualistic things. Kinda like real ritual, <laughs> okay, kind of ritual, really ritualistic things. Yeah. All right. Uh, but anyway, they would happen in the home. So to me, that sounds like, okay, well, a casket was being transported through a home and somehow it left such a, a energetic imprint that somehow like in a weird roll of film, it just got stamped there in the negatives and it just keeps happening. I don't know. That's a weird hmm. one. That's a weird one. Uh, you should know a lot about this one. The wise in. Yeah, um, I do. There are ghosts that can be seen in top floor on the right hand side. You're going through town. You're traveling through town, like towards um, the way to describe it. Like towards the post office going through town where the red lights are, it's where wise in sits. If you look to your left up, you can see like a balcony that opens up. There's a window room on the right hand side of that. There's a said to be a ghost that's in that a lot. There are actually a couple of you can actually stay in some of the older rooms that are supposedly more haunted. Um, there's somebody that's up and down the uh, a lady that walks up and down the staircase. It's kind of got like an old school grand staircase that goes upstairs. Uh, supposedly there, basement's supposed to be haunted as well. That's a really old building. It's just, a, that's a classic, like this building's been here since the beginning of the town, so it obviously has to be haunted. It's seen, you know, the Civil War, and it's seen all these things, and so it has all these hauntings that go along with it, too. Yeah, so that's, that's a kind of a classic one. I've not heard many really creepy things that coming out of there, just some more of your classic stuff that you would just high schoolers and trying to go and get get a scare. Dude. <laughs> uh we've got to go to Big Stone. We've got to go to yeah, I think that needs to happen. We've I think got that's to something go just... we need to try to like legitimately try to plan for around Halloween time this year. Yeah. Put it out there. Like, hey, we're going to be down. If you guys want to come hang out, come hang out. Yeah, for sure. Well, this, because the last one on the list is Heritage Hall. Now, obviously, we're not going to be able just to walk up into Heritage Hall and be like, hey, <laughs> we're here to hunt ghosts. Yeah, uh, I know you're not dead yet, but do you think that? I know a lot of you in here are probably really close to death. So they say that, that was terrible. I should have said that. I'm sorry. All you, all you, joke. All you elderly joke. people out there listening, I may be as close to death as you are. Okay. Oh, that was just a joke. Just a joke. Just a joke. Don't, don't crucify me here. I'm not, I'm not being ageist here. I'm not being ageist. I'm just saying. 
probably in a nursing home for a reason. Just throwing that out there. If you're listening to a little bit of AI when you're doing your your mm. PT and OT in the morning and eating your oatmeal, more power to you. Um, don't take offense to what I'm saying right now. I'm just saying, if my family came to me and said, I can't take care of you anymore because you're too far gone here uh, health-wise, I need trained, certified medical professionals to do this, then you know where you're at. I'm sorry. We still love you. But anyway, we're not just going to be able to pop up in a hair tall and be like, nope. hey, since you're close to death, <laughs> I'll hit it again. There's all kinds of accounts of people that, you know, are close to death being able to speak with people on the other side. So uh, are you seeing any ghosts? We can't ask those questions. We can't just, they're not just going to let us in. But anyway, there's reports of a small ghost boy who appears to the residents right before their passing. So that's kind of on par with what I said there, as well as an old white haired lady ghost who moves at inhuman speed. Oh, God, that gave me the chills again. (laughs) An old white haired lady ghost who moves at inhuman speeds and can never be caught by the staff. I mean, what staff is going around trying to give me or you? Darn, she's too fast. She got away again. Over here, go get, get. Ah, almost had her. Almost had her. Billy, get the lasso. Holy crap! What are you going? Hey, here's here's my follow up question. Here's follow up question. Okay, I'm ready for it. What are they? What are they going to do when they catch her? I don't know. <laughs> like, what do you do? All right, we caught you. Now what? Send her back down to the cafeteria, make her play bingo, I guess. They got to be accounted for. That was too far. That was, that went over the line, buddy. They do. I did clinicals in a nursing home. I know how this goes. You can't awesome. just have, you just can't have, uh, Code Silver's going on all over a that is awesome place. Oh man! Whew. Anyway, this this has been a good time, bud. This was a good episode. This has been a good time. I I mean, I don't think we even really we planned on talking about something totally different, but once that blog hit my brain, honestly, no joke. I had planned on talking about. A place in Kingsport, Tennessee. And I'll say this for another episode. I'll just give you a little teaser to wet your whistle. Because we knows how you like getting your whistle wet. Um, Hold on. Let me go back and find it. I'll be able to read. Doesn't even remember. What? I don't even remember. Oh, no. I remember. I'm just trying to get. Okay. There's a place in Kingsport, Tennessee called the Sensible Tunnel. This is new. Don't know this. Well, that's why I was going to hit you with it. Um, 
it's said to be one of the most haunted tunnels on earth. Whoa. Rumors of murder, death, satanic rituals, where demonic apparitions appear, where car engines die, and where the shrieks of eternally trapped women and babies echo. Oof. So, I've got a couple. I got a couple stories. Add that to the list from this place, and we'll save the Sensible Tunnel for another episode. Maybe by that time, get somebody on the it. show that has an account from the Sensible Tunnel because I got some ideas in mind of people to reach out to. Sounds good, buddy. So. Hill folk, we hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, and, and here's the thing. I mean, I'm sure that you guys got this the whole time we were talking. All these places that we talked about, all these stories that we shared, all these encounters that are out there, all these legends, they're literally all right here where we live. Like, no joke, Big Stone Gap, where we're talking about Big Stone Gap. I can mean Big Stone Gap from my house in 15 minutes. Yeah, it's it's right next door to Lance. I could be there in about Nah, an hour. I'm about 45 minutes away from Lance. I can be a big stone gap in about an hour. Lance can be there in 15 minutes. Um, the baby's grave in Clinchco. That's I can, literally where my dad grew up. Like, they, they still live, they live on the mountain now, but like I drive by that every Sunday going to church. Yeah, I could be there in 10, 15 minutes. Uh, like all these places are extremely local to us so you add all these places in to what we opened up with and i guess that kind of sent us down this route of glenn's story about what happened in hayside his account some of our personal things that have happened this little part of the world folks it's it's really weird it's really 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 weird i've said on here before there's just something about our portion of appalachia this the greater central Appalachia, the more reclusive version of central Appalachia that we live in, because we do. It is we are reclusive here. It's 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 geographically reclusive. The culture is reclusive. But there's something about this area that, for whatever reason, the veil is just a little thinner. The the theories abound on what the reasonings are and we could debate that and talk about that for hours and hours and hours but for whatever the reason be the veil is thinner here than everywhere else agreed you need to add that on to the sound by the new intro yeah that was pretty good that's pretty good i just think it is it is you're right it is i mean it just there, there's too many stories dude there's too many stories and they go back forever. You know, there were there were there were a couple knuckleheads sitting around talking about the same things that we're talking about right now. They just didn't have the capability to to sit down over Zoom and, and record it and put it out there for the rest of the world to hear. Absolutely. But these stories they've been talked about, they're they're stories as old as time. I mean it's just, I don't know. It's 
you're right. You're right. There's just something about this part of the world, this little, this little niche of America. Gloriously awful place. But it's so awesome. I know it is. It's gloriously awful. Yeah. Like there is, it is. It's, it's so fantastic. But in the same sense, it's not fantastic because of the other, just, I mean, it's just, it's, it's the world's greatest oxymoron. It really is. Yeah. You're right. Kind of like Appalachian but, intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, I, and it's, but for whatever, whatever the case may be. I mean, think about it, dude. More things here that are seen and can be seen than anywhere else in the world. Well, think about it. Think about all the stories. Think about all the paranormal stories and encounters. Think about all the the nasty ones, dude, like the, the scary ones, the bad ones. We've talked to a couple people on here. Holy crap, dude. Yeah. Like the For stuff real. that they've went through. Oh, my gosh. There's no there's no way, man. But not only that, you think about the quality of life. You think about the poverty level. You think about the substance abuse statistics. You think about the the mental health rates. Like this this area that this that where we live, there's so much negative that you could look at and pinpoint. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, you know, all those bad things that I just mentioned, and, and they're all at high rates, extremely high rates. Oh, yeah. All of those things I just mentioned. Also, on the on the flip side of that, there's some of the best people that you'll ever meet in your entire life. The, the nicest, most loving, most genuine, compassionate people that you will ever meet ever meet absolutely and the most beautiful scenery that you'll ever see i mean one of the most i mean i I take for granted how beautiful it is where we live agreed i really do it's it's some of the most beautiful country in the world It's just crazy, man. Like, it's crazy how right here it can be so beautiful. It can have some of the best people, some of the best encounters with people and, and situations, being small town and slow paced and, and everybody coming together to help everybody. But at the same time, you look at all the poverty, all the substance abuse, all the broke back people that have. Not broke back mountain, Lance. Not broke back mountain. Broke back people. I didn't say anything. You, you gave me the look. That's all. I reacted. That's exactly what you were thinking. Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> and Heath Ledger don't live in Hayside. Okay. Not them specifically. But hey, if two cowboys want to go camp out on a mountain <laughs> and make I sweet, sweet, and make sweet, sweet love. <laughs> That's up to you. All right. Yes. That's abs- that's an adult. Absolutely. That's an adult decision. That is totally absolutely. up to you. And the AI guys are not going to come down on you over that. Nope. But these broke back people that have killed themselves in the coal mines and in the gas fields and in these hard, you know, 
places of labor that they spent years and years and years with. And the substance abuse and the mental health issues and the like, it's, I don't, it's just so crazy. It's so crazy to me how you can see that you can visually see every day that spectrum of light and love and of dark and nasty. It's nuts. But that's what makes where we live so unique. That's why we love it. And that's why we have a podcast talking about it. And we really hope that you heal folk continue to enjoy what we talk about. We hope that you continue to share the show because that's the most important thing that you can do is to share the show. However, you're most comfortable sharing. You can go follow us on all of our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can come jump into the discord, hang out with the Hill folk community over there. Again, a lot of cool stuff happening over there. You can go check us out on Patreon if you feel led to throw a few dollars our way. There's three different tiers there that you can choose from. Each has their own little unique things going on. Um, you can check that out at patreon.com slash Appalachian underscore intelligence. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Appalachian Intelligence. We have really, really been slacking on the YouTube side of it probably for the last month or a little more, maybe. Uh, there were some community guidelines things that were going on there, and we decided we were going to take a stand against YouTube. But then we've had a whole lot of the Hill Folk people out there that are like, well, we really like looking at you guys whenever you're talking. And look, hey, I don't blame you, okay? <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> but no in all seriousness i think we're going to start throwing uh some of our record or our conversations and stuff back over on youtube um so hopefully they'll be on there in the next few days and y'all can see these pretty little faces again um Send us your stories. Send us your stories at Appalachian Intelligence at gmail.com. I do want to apologize. Uh, things have been so crazy hectic for us and not just in our own lives, uh, in our personal lives with everything that's going on. Ryan's move, Lance's coaching, my parenting of kids that like to play every sport in the world, uh, our involvement in church and, and in ministry. Uh, we have a lot going on, so, but not even just in that. We have a lot of people that email and message on a daily basis. We have a huge influx of people reaching out to us, and that's awesome. We don't stop doing that. We love that. I just say that. To follow up with, if it takes us a little while to respond, if you're looking to come on the show and we haven't scheduled a date yet, just be patient with us, please. Your time will come for sure. We will respond eventually. Um, it just it's it's just us doing it, and sometimes it's you know, it takes us a little while to get to some of it. So just be patient with us. We love you. We appreciate y'all reaching out to us. 
Uh, did I miss anything, Lance? Shout out to our patrons, Ryan. She does that. He has oh, the yeah. list, but shout out to those guys. You know who you are. Appreciate you. Um, but I'm not sure. We'll, 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 that's a Ryan thing. We'll let him do that when he gets back on next week. But we appreciate you guys uh, hanging out with us. I think it's, it's that's it, isn't it? Yeah, I believe that's it. And I was going to jump on here. Hold on just a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, Ryan's got the list. I was going to go try to find it real fast, but. They know who they are. You know who you are. You can folk know exactly who you are. You crazy bunch of scoundrels sending money to these idiots. We don't know about you. We question your sanity, but we love you. We love you. All right, Lance. Well, we'll shut her down, brother. I love you. Love you, mean it. Until next time, he'll folk. We'll see y'all later. <laughs>